0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: The Celtic Exchange: A fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. Hi,
2: folks. This is Tino with the Celtic Exchange Weekly, and I'm joined here by James and Paddy as we cover all things Celtic. Paddy, you were messaging in the group chat the weekend. Seems you've got a lot to get off your chest. I'll let you get started.
1: Well, what was meant to be a, an absolute belter a day with uh, our, our Christmas night out on the Saturday after the game. Um, just turned a wee bit negative after that performance. Uh, we still had a good one. The Pints finally took over for that result and we had a, we had a great night out with the boys. But I, I've just said before we came on air, I, I don't think I've seen a performance like that at Celtic Park. Um, and I but in a long time, I'm going back, I'm even thinking about the Mowbray era. Um, I think that was that was shocking on Saturday. And I include it being worse than than the, the COVID performances as well. There was just no... Direction. there was no organisation no one wanted to take the game with the scruff in the neck man in a match for me was Anthony Ralson um, coming on I think he was the one that tried to do at least something um, no one got pass marks for me at all James Paddy's mentioned a night out that I don't know if you got an invite but I, I must, certainly didn't give the, that one. Need,
2: I'll need to dig into my WhatsApp I'm a man, uh, of,
1: I've, a man of many friends remember that you're a popular <laughs> guy
2: um, James, nights out aside, what do you make of what Paddy's
0: saying there? I don't know if there is a night out that could have made me feel happier after Saturday it was so so bad, and it just it almost encapsulates everything we've been feeling throughout this this season. Everything we've been feeling since Ange said he was way down to Spurs. Um, it showed you how much work Ange was doing to paper over the cracks. What were the cracks? Because the dysfunction at the company that is Celtic is there for all to see, and then that leads to whatever they did in the transfer business in the in the summer, which was just appalling. And then that leads to Rodgers coming out and kind of throwing his players under the bus, which I don't really see as as something he would do. But he's, he's kind of calling them out in terms of saying, I need better players. So the players are going, well, am I the player that's getting replaced? And he's doing that because he thinks he can't find the channel with the board because there's a blockage somewhere that wasn't there when Andrew was there between manager and the board that is there now. And then that leads to players turning in performances like they did on Saturday. And Roger's turning on performance like he did on Saturday. It's top to bottom, appalling. Yeah, it really is. And it's, it, Paddy,
2: it's looking more and more like was just doing so much heavy lifting. He, he was, as James says, well, James says, paper over the clacks. Clacks. You know, so, but as James doesn't say... I'm glad we got away with that. Aye. Yeah, yeah. Aye. <laughs> But there's a there's a lot that Andrew's clearly um, covered. You know, he, he was all things to all men, wasn't he? And he wasn't just the, the head coach. He was director of football. He was chief scout. He was man manager. He was all these things. And... As James says, they're from top to bottom. Listen, it's not just one thing, it's not just like your goalie's out of form at the moment, or her shape's a bit off, or the scouting and recruitment's a bit off. It seems very, very quickly, from
1: a real position
2: of strength, from a treble win inside, everything just seems to have hit the fan.
1: We seem to have shot ourselves in the foot again, and, and it's all right saying that Anne's done all those positions. We've also got to remember the, the three main players that really helped them last season uh, for me and Jota, Starfelt, and and Aaron Moy, I think they they were they were massive for us, um, and it takes us in hindsight to realise that. I think we obviously knew that we would feel the loss of Jota, um, but I think now you're looking, at, you would be crying out for someone like Aaron Moy and Carol Starfeld to shore up what what could be a, a settled side. Um, I've seen a lot of people kind of still come away with a se- uh, sentence that this is a treble winning team last season. A big chunk of it is gone. A big chunk chunk of it is gone. We've had injuries. We've we've not really had that run that the the team have needed in terms of that consistency within the starting eleven. And basically, what we're seeing now is the confidence is extremely low. Now that comes down to um, a number of things. We know that the board are, are not getting away with this. This was the first game. I would say that Brendan Rodgers needs to hold his hands up. Um, and I think that I think he will. I do think he will. Um, people calling him for it to be sacked. That's crazy. We're still we're still in this in this run. We need to get it right. We need to get it right quickly. I still think he's a good enough manager to go and do that for us. But this board need to wake up.
2: One million percent sleeping at the wheel is the the chat, and that was a banner not all that long ago. Um, and we're hearing obviously the the or feeling the parallels between this season and the COVID season, and there is no doubt the the warning signs are there. James, you made the point before coming on air, I think are we just one point? Is it better off or worse yeah. off? One point better off in, than neither way. Her end of season. Um, we've also been speaking about the fact that different fans absolutely have get different opinions on on what the big issue is. Is it the injuries to guys like Rio Hitati? Is it the Green Brigade missing from the stadium? Is it the poor recruitment, the scouting? Is it Rogers coming back second time around? You know, without that fire in his belly, all these things. And I think we're all crying out just for for a, a magic bullet that will solve everything. But there's no one thing. I think we'll fix what's going on here it's it's more than just one singular issue
0: Yeah um, I suppose if you want to make it as simple as possible put better players in the park you win games simple as that so if you sign the guys you should, should have signed the summer we're in a different position here so I know there's other problems to be fixed out with that but if you the players on the pitch to win the games and I suppose the kind of contrast that is we absolutely do have the players on the pitch to win Saturday mm-hmm. and Kilmarnock and St Johnson and Motherwell and Hibbs, but we, they're not doing it but that's a dysfunction between the manager and the players, I think. Just now there's something really not connecting there. And we've seen it you know, since the season started that one week they'll turn up and we'll hammer Aberdeen and everything just clicks and flows. And then the exact next week, it's all over the place stuff. So all of it needs to be fixed. But if you want to just to go for the easy stuff first, get money spent in January and get players signed. The guys are talking about signing... You know, the guy that kind of made a mess with Bronby player, I think it is, mm-hmm. he's, his goal-scoring records is abysmal. Five and 21 or something. Aye, and it's, it's like, I would I hate it, but I'd much rather go for a lone player with an established record who maybe isn't getting his game due to age yeah. or whatever it would be. Someone that can come in and just bang you in goals um, because Kyogo's not firing. Even when he's getting service now, he's not firing, so as much as he's not getting as much service as he, as he should be. But we can't... All, all the rumours I've heard for players... Is exactly, they look exactly like the nine that we signed in the summer, and how players that got us. Yeah, the the rumours are very uninspiring, and I'm hoping
2: none of them come to fruition. Yeah. I really am. Paddy, I've been using the tagline as such in, in recent weeks inconsistent lineups leading to inconsistent results, and that is exactly what we're seeing.
1: It is, and you, you take a look at our summer there, you know, 26 players as a base squad is really, really big. To then go and add nine players onto that, nine players that are not exactly going to be starters for the team. Um, and we've already been told about project players already coming in, one for the future from, from a manager. It is baffling that our squad is so bloated. And I think one thing for me that, again, just shows the mismanagement of the club is when you're looking at someone like Laga Bielka who goes and scores the winner last week. And then they release a statement before the game on Saturday through Stephen McGowan, basically saying, come and get him because his is, future's not here. I thought it was just crazy. He's not even in the match day squad. Yeah whilst David Turnbull, again, not even in the matchday squad for the Champions League during the yeah. week, is then put at the, the starting lineup. It's a bit all over the place at the moment. I realise, and you know, we're going
2: to get into it in, in a whole lot more just shortly. Paddy James is so angry, he's just ripped off his feel <laughs> the, the rage. You can feel the heat off him. He's, he's, feel off he's him. absolutely burning up. Can so. add, we can add heat effects to the YouTube video. <laughs> um, okay, so before we get stuck into it, just some quick updates and housekeeping before we kick on. A quick reminder to everyone that you can now listen to every show we do here at the Celtic Exchange in one of two ways. Option one is to listen for free on the Celtic Exchange channel, wherever you get your podcasts, where the episodes will feature adverts at different points. Or option two, if you want to support us for a small monthly fee and to enjoy every show completely ad free, then you can do so by joining the Celtic Exchange Plus right now over on our website at thecelticexchange.com. And finally, if you are enjoying what we do, then please take two minutes to follow the channel wherever you get your podcasts, and if that's on Apple or Spotify, and Please leave us a five star review while you're there, it really makes a big difference to what we do. Barry, to get it started, um, I want to play the blame game, it's one of my favourites, and I just want to look at specifically Saturday. Um, who's to blame for that in the park? And I'm basically, as you see, James, on the park stuff at this moment in time, is it Brendan Rodgers for you, for you or is it the players for Saturday's result and
0: performance? It's just a bit of a cop out, but it is both. Um, I sat last. Friday afternoon a few bit of time in my hands and I went through the whole squad 33 players in it and I went one, two, three, one definitely saying I would start you in the Champions League next year two development or squad player and three out McGregor isn't a one for me Oh, okay. I don't think he should be looked at as a long term prospect we've given him a crazy contract but he was so poor on Saturday he wasn't dragging anyone anywhere and if if the manager's not able to get the message across I'm looking to kill McGregor He's just turned in one too many poor performances for me and the one saving grace he had was his captaincy material that would get you through games. Well, that's gone now as well. So, what's his saving
2: grace? So, Brendan Rodgers speaking after the game and we're going to get to some different quotes, Paddy, from Brendan Rodgers and Callum McGregor in just a wee bit, but... Brendan Rodgers, after the game, James, was basically saying that Callum McGregor's doing the work of two and three players. So I agree, I think he's been out of sorts, absolutely. I've I've said it a few times, I asked a hypothetical paddy probably about six weeks ago now, should we consider dropping him? And I think the answer, and probably the right answer at the time, was a resounding no. But he's, he's doing a lot of work, ultimately because there's a lack of quality around him. And it's not to make an excuse, but it can give you a reason as to why his
1: performances are suffering. Yeah, I would agree. But who would you drop him for? No, I thought we need to sign. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And this there's is, no this one in is, the building. This is the issue. Um, I think, and I said this when uh, he was being questioned at the beginning of the season, I think he's too scared to trust the players around him at the moment. I really, really do. And it shouldn't be the case. Yeah, absolutely why, why not. Why would he? Well, but the, the, the thing is, is that this is why he is doing it. He's trying to do the job of two or three men because he... He wants to be all over the middle of that park. Um, it is really affecting his performance. I'm going to read out a quote in just a bit, Paddy. Um, myself and James
2: are, are discussing it in the, the, the car, so it's not a teaser, it's, it's coming up soon, but it's really damning on Callum McGregor's teammates and where he finds himself at this moment in time. I think he's hurting James. I think he's he's really feeling the pressure of this. You might have seen the clip post-match where he's kind of rallied the guys on the park in a kind of mini-huddle type thing almost. And it's like... Um, it's panic station stuff, you know, it's like we, we've reached a point here where, where we're really, really struggling and something needs to give and I think Callum McGregor's absolutely trying his best as a captain and individually as a player, but I think he's suffering from
0: a lack of resources around him. The whole team is, you know, the, the lack of resources, you know, you're asking me what's, what's the main issue, that's the main issue. The lack of resources will give you, and I do agree, McGregor is doing more than he should be. But I also see in his own performances as well and you can mitigate that in your know, X, Y, Z. But if he had better quality around him, of course, then doesn't he take as much responsibility? And it's not just his midfield three, it's who they trust behind me. Yeah, Is he having to sit so deep because he can't trust his centre-half his pairing when CCV's not there? He's having to cover out left because Greg Taylor's somehow still playing first-team football for Celtic. He's covering right because Johnson's in and out of form, Ralston's sometimes there. There's all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I do get the work he's doing but I'm also not seeing it in him in his own play. Watch,
1: watch the game back right o- on Saturday. The, I, I the, can't. No, no, pl- I can't. Please, it, pl- please, for this, one, for this one reason, right? The, okay. The distribution for Joe Hart was always coming down our left hand side. Every single short goal kick went to Liam Scales, Scales to Taylor, Taylor to Palmer. Hart's caught on it so so quickly because I don't know if they, they they don't feel comfortable enough to trust Mikey Johnson in the right, which I could, uh, to be honest, I can understand. But the frustration cutting from um, Louis Palma the fact that he wasn't getting that overlap mm-hmm. at any point in the game of Greg Taylor, or if he was, it was two or three seconds too late. Scales was running out of options to the point that he actually was getting more hesitant to pass to Taylor. And then the, the, the option of David tumbled in front of you was getting closed off. And Harts were pinning two on McGregor every time. Mm-hmm. we try to bring it out the back. The idea of them trying to continuously do that Through the left Was baffling to me And they never changed it They'd done it in the second half again And I thought we, we, We're not scoring today We're not scoring See when we did change it And Johnson was
0: coming out with it On uh, the right Arthur Johnson He's looking ahead And Mikey Johnson's not shown for him oh, I, know, uh, I know I It I, was I, criminal And I, I don't like it But I would have subbed Mikey Johnson Yeah,
2: yeah First and, half And I need to come out on that Because I, I've been a Real vocal supporter of Mikey Johnson I, I, I've maintained There's huge talent in there but I cannot defend that performance, that first half on on Saturday. It was it was woeful. And listen, he's surrounded by players who are having similarly poor games. But Mikey Johnson knows he's in the last chance saloon here, and he needs to step up. And all of a sudden, from been right out of the picture at Celtic, he said, "What now? Four, maybe five starts. This has been his time to shine, the opportunity that he's been crying out for, and he absolutely has not taken it. And I've been desperate for him to succeed, but I need to accept that." A 45 minutes like Saturday You just cannot turn that, no. turn that Turn that in In a Celtic shirt And expect to
0: See game time again It's, it's over for Mikey I think we just need To accept that You know And, and move on I know that's hard for you But it I'm is, but ready, It's over. not ready for that it It's over for him As much as for Nat Phillips at the back it's oh. just two, two guys you'll never see Again if in Celtic jersey we
1: doesn't. need to win this league He shouldn't be anywhere no. Near the team
0: I'm inclined
2: to agree and, and that's tough for me to say Because I do believe There's talent there but it would look more and more likely that Mikey will need to take his talents elsewhere. And that'll be a loss to Celtic. Maybe that'll free him up the pressure and all that and he can go and thrive. Yeah. Um, Individual players aside, Paddy, and there's a number of guys we could go through. You know, what did Louis Palmer give us on Saturday? What did various others? What about the manager, right? Generally speaking, I feel that, with all respect, slash none respect, (laughs) any version of Celtic should be any version of Hearts and or Komaluk last week. And that's got to be on the manager. Yes, he lacks quality options at this moment in time and we'll see what January brings. But the, what is the squad? 32-man squad. The players available to him right now, limited as some may be, should be capable of beating
1: six place hearts. Well, I've obviously got my numbers wrong because I've went for 35, James was into 33 and it's now 32. So we need to get the man's death. I think it's 34. Right, okay. <laughs> I think it's 34. Rodgers is quoted as saying 32, so I'll go with that. Right, okay, okay.
2: Brendan's never wrong
1: well, well it was not Saturday yeah. um, I think it what you look at and it, we've kind of just touched on a lot of our play is coming out from the back but if the channels are closed and they're trying to play it in the middle of the park which teams seem to be doing very very easily against us um, it's, it's going out to the wings it's going out to to the full backs Johnson's not a, a settled right winger in front of him all season and Greg Taylor just can't play down the line he just can't do it at all um, he hides in midfield he's still trying to do that he, st- he was maybe getting masked quite a bit with playing the inverted fullback role under Ange to the point he was getting away with it so much uh, but uh, all- I would say a wee bit hard. maybe it's just a, a style that suits him I, I generally I, the reason I would I, I, I think it suits him more in the middle of the park. yes but he's it, exposing us so much down that, that right wing for attacking totally. teams and Liam Scales hasn't got the pace that Karl Starfelt yeah. had to go over yeah. it's simple as that we are noticing that a lot as well can I just say something
2: Karl Starfelt well I remember so good good mate of mine David Gregg uh, is a big fan of Karl Starfelt David himself not doing great right now so I want to just kind of give him a shout out but he was speaking about Karl Starfelt in terms of it's easy to give Starfelt criticism because he wasn't the greatest in the ball and he was a bit uncomfortable and we can all agree he had quite a, an unusual style Look at the goals Celtic are now conceding from set pieces and corners. Carla felt ate that up. Yeah, he yep. was he was a dominant force. I was I was gonna say in both boxes, he certainly was a handful, you know, in attacking sense, but defending wise, he was the main man for Celtic. And I don't think people have given enough credit to him now that he's missing. And now all of a sudden, any corner is a nightmare for yeah, Celtic. A throw-in. And you really right, miss that. Yeah. And listen, we've got Liam Scales and Alistair Johnson tying themselves in knots for that. Lauren Shankland, listen, everyone knows he's a decent striker. Alone in the six-yard box, yeah, to just behind you, bullet ahead. Yeah, bonkers. Um, really poor, and I think we're missing Starfield in those kind
0: of situations. But this is the Celtic. I've got you asking a different question here. The, the question that was asked to fans last year was, "Could you improve upon Carl Starfield for Europe for the European level?" And we go, "Aye, that, that's what we want." So maybe Starfield would have dropped to become, you know, a, a second choice left centre half. But we want like a you know, strong European. Nobody said. I'll give you two guys that can't kind of get in the squad. Never mind the bench. And Liam Scales. That that wasn't the answer we're looking for. So Celtic like have got you asking a question that wasn't the one we were looking for. It was: Can we improve upon Starfield? Is he a good player? Yes. Can we improve upon him? Also, yes.
2: Yeah. And this isn't revisionism. There? There's a lot of stuff. Whether it's Starfield or, or people greeting about Jack and Marcus at this moment in time, and guys who who done decent jobs at Celtic. It's not to say they would be the answer no. to all their problems. But it's clear as James says, Paddy. We've taken guys out and we've certainly not
1: replaced them with better. It, it looks like downgrades across the board. Downgrades across the board and with that it, it breeds that panic and that anxiety between the, those players that did deliver us a treble last season. Um I, I've said, said this for a long time as well. We, we we look at the guys that are, you know, have been massive for us, massive, and I include Joe Hart in that, but his time should have been up in the summer and Greg Taylor should have been replaced in the summer. That didn't happen. And I'm actually looking at the performances of uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers at the moment as well. Um, sadly for me, I don't think he's fit. I don't think he looks fit at all. Um, I don't think he's back to where he should be. And I think there's a real concern there. And I don't think he's wanting to push himself because he's worried about what be what the, f- the future is on that on that knee. And
2: I've seen some rumours that he's he does have some issues, and he's about to sign a new Celtic deal based on the fact that he knows that he he needs to manage his body and he can feature sometimes and not at others in Celtic go play ball with him on that basis. He maybe doesn't feel, and this is a lot of rumoured, but doesn't feel able to go and do it at the top level down in the Premier League. And it kind of makes sense if if that's what we're seeing at this moment in time.
1: Yeah, he's, he's just that yard slower. Um, and it's, you know, an operation such as what he had in the summer mm-hmm. is, is, well, before the, the, the summer, is so, so risky. It's not always guaranteed you're going to get the same player back. And I just think that we're maybe seeing that a little bit. Hopefully it changes for him. Hopefully, like, we we see him pick up and that the winter break comes at the right time for a lot of players. Um, but it's just not a settled back line, And, and you, we speak about Starfield in the back as well. I think back to that 2-1 game at Ibrox and Angie's first season. Every single cross, and that's all they had at the time, is every single cross that went into the box was mopped up by the two of them. Yeah. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not.
2: And as much as Liam Scales gets credit, and I, and I still, even though he's not, 100% that myself I still maintain CCV's one of our better players yeah. at this moment in time even though not fully fit they're not as effective a partnership as a fully fit CCV and Carol Starfield and, that, and that's not a hankering back for a player who did have his limitations but it is what it is I just want to look at the the lack of involvement on Saturday from the, the summer recruits right we all know by now there's nine guys that come in only one of them starts it's Louis Palmer. had a shocker right mm-hmm. Paulo Bernardo's on the bench sub not used and Quan Now Mavs <laughs> taken a piss out of me In the last few weeks For mentioning Quan As if he's got some sort of future And then all, all of a sudden <laughs> well, we're not laughing now no. <laughs> yeah, Nobody's <laughs> no. <laughs> laughing now All of a sudden He's on the bench But unused Sub That means that Odin Tiago Holm Marco Tilio, Yang Mike Navrocki Gustav Lagerbelka And Nat Phillips Aren't even in the squad So it's not like You're signing guys And you're going ah, we, we signed a bundle of guys In the summer And they're struggling To find their feet You know they, they get 60 minutes here Or 20 minutes off the bench They're not even in the squad and if you're marking the homework of the recruitment team, that is damning stats.
0: Is that another bit of Rodgers, you know, firing arrows at someone?
2: Well, I, I, I do not buy the theory that he's playing dross to show the board how little players he's got because that's all on his CV. I don't think he would sacrifice results to say, "Look how poorly my options are." I just think he's not picking them because they're not good enough. I think that's it's as simple as that. Sometimes.
0: Yeah, well. It certainly fires an arrow if, if that isn't the, the desire. It has that effect um, because he's pointing straight at Mark Lowell and saying, Look at what you've served me up here. I mean,
2: Marco Tello comes off the bench a couple of times a few weeks ago and then disappears. Gustav Lager Bielka, you've mentioned it, Paddy. The guy scores the winner during the week. He is sky high. He scored a Champions League
0: winner. Then he's not in the squad. They, they, they did a puff piece with him in Celtic TV. You know, are we, are we oh, you're great and like, you know, top of the world? Not even in the squad. But then putting out that piece, like you said, through Daily Mail of all things, Stephen McGowan. I mean, Celtic's PR faux pas over the years and the same guy is still in charge of that. Come on Celtic, get a grip. Yeah, it it leads
2: us nicely um, to just what what I've described as puzzling squad management at times from Brendan Rodgers. The Lagerbelka one was really unusual for me. Surely... Listen, it's clear that he's maybe decided that Lagerbeck was not going to be the answer, but even just on momentum and form and the confidence he would have taken into his game on Saturday, he merited a place in the bench at least. So what does it say? You know, if you talk about meritocracy, James, he scored the winner in the Champions League and then he's not in the squad. So there's, there's no reward there. And I know he shouldn't really be up there scoring the goals, but he did score the goal. And, and I thought he deserved to be in. The other, there's another couple of puzzlers for me. I've mentioned Quan, right? We don't see Kwon since the summer and he's on the bench. Mitchell Frame was a big one for me. Again, sky high after Wednesday night. Dream debut, 17 years of age, Champions League. Buzzing, go home, tell friends, family. You know, long, long way to go Long, if long way to go if you're going to make it. But what a, what a start. We're crying out for something at left back. A solution of any sorts. Now, I'm not saying start them against Hearts. But can you get him on the squad, get him on the bench? And if it's not working out with Greg Taylor, which it clearly hasn't been and it didn't on Saturday throw him in.
1: Yeah.
2: What, what's yeah. to be lost? by like, Kieran Tierney get thrown in when it wasn't working out for Isa Gary. So throw him in and let's see what the kid's got. It'd be a real test of his character and you need to be careful with it. But do it all the same. Instead we throw on Burnaby initially at left wing. Aye. Wow. Right? Somebody has used the line but we threw him on mid haircut. Right. We've thrown him on left wing mid haircut. Uh, he's done absolutely nothing there for about 10 minutes and eventually Rodgers then went I better put him back to left back and we'll, we'll take out Greg Taylor. And it was a I thought those couple of moves were very on Rogers' like as well. He's quite careful and considered and planned his moves. It just seems he
1: he just rolled the dice and it's desperate. Took the yeah. chance. It's desperate. It's not having. It's not having good quality players available in this massive thirty man squad. I'm going down. Continue to go down. No, it's as um, it a sign of desperation. I just think that what. I used to think he was capable of being arrogant and saying, this is what I'm working with. Now I actually think he's like, I don't know what I'm working with. Mm. I genuinely don't know. I, I think the the hope for Johnson was, is that, you know, he was going to kick on after a, a decent spell against St. Johnston, but a team that were second bottom of the league at the time as well. Um, James Forrest is is not going to beat a man, sadly. Um, and yet is still there and thereabouts in the team just now. I'm I'm just looking at the, I'm just thinking about who who you blame here. But we're, we're looking at Rogers, we're looking at who he's picking. But then you're also just thinking about some of the the, the deals handed out to Forrest for three years, Scott Bain for three years, Mikey Johnston. Mikey Johnston, and the squad's bloated. And we signed nine players, and one of them's maybe all right. We don't know yet. It's it's an absolute shambles. The the blame for me still fully lies on this board. Yeah, and I think Rogers is just in a bit of a, a quandary just now as the. Uh, how do, I, how do I get a, a song out of this? He's hoping for players coming back and he would never rush the likes of Cameron and Carter Vickers or even look at Dyson Maeda yeah. having to come in. Yeah, That's yeah. that's dangerous. All rushed. I think just as, as you're
2: saying that, Paddy, the, the squad management is scandalous across yeah. the board and that can't be the job of the manager. It can't be his job to take a 32-man squad down to a 26-man squad or whatever optimal number he wants to work with. That's for the recruitment and the guys above him to say, okay, their surplus to requirements We'll ship those Six, seven or eight out Permanently or on loan We'll add you a wee bit Of quality here You can work with a tighter group At Lennox Town and, and it can be a real Focus group for you Instead we've just got Bodies
1: everywhere I, I, I shudder to think How many players to get used this season actually It's like an amateur team Like sending out a text On a Friday Who's available tomorrow Honestly it, That's the way it's looking like uh, You get it tonight Aye <laughs> Sorry I'm not meaning it I, I was on one <laughs> the, um,
2: the question of trust Comes up for me In two ways I think it's clear that Brendan Rodgers himself doesn't know who he, he can trust. The fact that he's got different defenders in, Quans coming in. M- Miff calls it the, the midfield tombola. You know, it's it's a, it's a a raffle to see who gets that third position at the moment, out with Callum McGregor and Matt O'Reilly. Uh, the lucky dip to see who, who gets that third position. And as much as Brendan Rodgers can't trust the players, I think his chopping and changing, so the way that... I don't want to say the way he has treated Lagard Bielka this week, but... Casting a guy like that aside all of a sudden, um, Mike Navrocki can't get anywhere near it. Quan's in and out. Bernardo plays European games, not other games. Turnbull's given a chance, then he's told he's not good enough. Burnaby's not deemed good enough for European squads, but all of a sudden he's in for a hearts game. There's so much, so many moving parts there and stuff. And I wonder if players themselves, James, now feel that they can't trust the manager. And that's the big danger for me. They don't know where they stand with him because he's been so... Chop change with it all
0: I, I think you're on head there Because what that breeds is insecurity Players feeling insecure about their place in the team Their talent, their future Their financial future, the whole thing And they're taking that into the game Because you weren't playing last week Yeah, this week, you're not next week So when you do get
1: your game You're going, is I really need to turn it on here Or I'm, or I'm out next week again mm. True, and I, but the one thing I would say about Rogers this season um, Is that he's, he's I don't think he's entirely held back And he's His press conferences, his post-match interviews, I think he is very much of, well, we can see what we need. And I think he's challenged a lot of players. Tumble definitely been one of them. I think, you know, there was high hopes that two goals at the start of the season would maybe start to see something from him, really push for a place, but it's just not working out for him. But he's in and out of the team just now Mm -hmm. And, and getting hooked at half time every two or three weeks is just not going to do the guy's confidence any good. But you, don't, you don't get hooked to half-time unless you deserve it. No, I I, I get it, and I, listen, I, I don't think he's he's uh, our quality. I don't think he's at our the level required. Either. But this is this is what we have at the moment, and this is the this is the worrying thing. Um, there's just no squad management from the board, but now it's the man management thing that Rogers is really good at. But he needs to get it right, and he's he's working with such a big squad. Yeah, and I would say it's see as a manager, generally speaking.
2: There's 11 guys most weeks that you don't need to worry about. You barely need to speak to them because they're playing and they know they're playing and they're happy with that. They're very comfortable. Your biggest challenge is the seven guys who are on the bench and the extended squad who find themselves even further out the picture. And you make your money as a manager by keeping those guys happy and keeping harmony within the squad there and by showing guys that, you know what, I know you're in the fringes just now, but if you work hard enough I'll give you an opportunity and then it's up to you to prove yourself. And it's a balancing act. It's a, it's a delicate situation and... I think it's maybe hard to do with 18, 19, 20 guys. It's impossible with 30-odd guys. So what you've got is just human nature. You've got a, a training ground up there at Lenox Town full of unhappy guys. Aye. right. You've maybe get 12, 13, 14 who are reasonably happy because they're playing just now, albeit the issue is they need to play for Celtic at the moment and that's not, not much fun by the looks of it. But generally speaking, they're okay with things, but you've got so many bodies. You've got double that amount of bodies that aren't
1: happy and that's a hell of a job for any manager. It, it's it's Really poor for the morale in the team. Um and then you've got one one captain in, in Callum McGregor trying to motivate these guys. You would always say that Joe Hart was a big voice in the changing room. His confidence is shot at the moment. Head's gone. You would also, also say that Greg Taylor sounds as if he's a bit of an influence. Mm-hmm. His head is gone as well. So is it Callum McGregor and Brendan Rogers that are the only voices at the moment? I know we've got the coaching team there, but I, I I'm generally concerned for those that are hanging around at the moment like what are they all thinking my only hope is that the plan has been put in place and that everyone knows where they're standing um, I've seen that even James McCarthy got some game time in the terms of let's get you fit to move you on yeah. um, and I'm thinking that Elk has been told that's it it's finished it's done now if we are doing that because m- my worry for this transfer window is, is that Celtic will need to sell first before we go and start signing players and it's not to do with how much money we've got in the bank it's to do with our wage bill it's massive. I don't think we can afford to take
0: that risk. I think I agree. You absolutely can't have those bodies at Lennox Town. The guys who are you know, to be sold or to be loaned out. You've got to let Rogers go and get his guys and then whatever you manage to sell and recoup and balance the books. That's a secondary concern. If it costs you money, costs you money. Don't right. have them up at Lennox Town. Now though. that's the way you would operate. Yeah. Exactly. And I would and you would, Paddy. I'm not sure it's how the Celtic board operates. We know that's because of the um, Benji Segrist situation. They couldn't get rid of him in the summer. So do we do. No sign of goalie. No goalie. Jeez, oh man. So they can't repeat that same mistake. I mean, you're just basically saying to the Rangers, they're 60 millionaires, you're a bit of financial trouble, that sort you That's even more goalie. Um Paddy, you've mentioned that
2: Brendan Rodgers has been quite upfront in the press conferences, as as he generally is. Well, mm-hmm. Miff will doubt that. Miff, Miff, Miff has got uh, certain opinions on how Brendan Rodgers speaks and stuff. But generally speaking, I think he's quite up front in terms of where he's at, what's going on, what's good, bad and indifferent. But there was real worrying quotes from, from him at the weekend deal. I've seen it after the game, so done a different, couple of different interviews. One with, I think, Sky Sports, one with Celtic TV itself. He apologised, first of all, to the fans and he said that's something he's never had to do so far in this spell or his last spell. He talked about a lack of desire, passion and mentality, although he was quick to exonerate Callum McGregor, Liam Scales and Matt O'Reilly. He mentioned those three by name, which is fine. That's good for them, but that's You're pointing the indirectly the down, yeah. saying but anyone I've not mentioned, you're in trouble. Uh, but he was asked, obviously, if the result was a shock, and he said, eh, I'm not surprised, if I'm honest. I've seen it within the team from time to time. I'm surprised at home we produced that level of, of performance, but not so when I see the first half at St Johnson and then having to activate that at half time. you know, angriest he'd, he'd ever been, and then Kilmarnock away and today. And that's seriously worrying if he's not surprised at such a... An uninspiring performance. Celtic went 2-0 down after, what, half an hour? And, all the time in the world. And at no point yeah. li- li- getting back into that game. So, I mean,
0: have we got a, a mentality issue here within this squad of players? We do, but it's you know it's it's just the, the same as we're covering. It's from all the things you're saying about players not knowing where they are one week to the next because they shouldn't be there and they're being played despite the manager's best wishes. He'd rather they were out and somebody else was in their place, but he's not got that luxury because here we go again, it's Mark Law, didn't sign the guys in the summer. So everything points back to the same places and there is a mentality problem, no doubt. And the, you know, as much as positivity is catching, negativity is faster and it just breeds and breeds. So, we cannot get January wrong. We've got so many important games coming up between now and then and then we've got to come back after the the, uh, winter break with half your players away at the Asian Cup. I mean, it's it's so Somebody messaged
2: the other day and says, uh, the bad news is uh, Kyogo might be away at the Asian Cup and also the bad news is Kyogo might not be at the Asian Cup Aye. you know like either way based on what <laughs> yeah. Kyogo's doing at this moment in time um, and we don't have time to cover Kyogo Paddy but I know you're angry because he's he's been absolutely cast adrift almost at this moment in time and there's just such a lack of service he obviously had that huge chance where Louis was put it across to him he's a few yards out and Kyogo so. any other day of the week talks that way and he's a guy who has missed big chances yeah. at different times in his Celtic career but the body language and the conference is way gone I want to talk to you Paddy just about you know the term you know throwing players under the bus do you think that's what Rodgers is doing or is he simply using the tools that he has at his disposal which includes you know speaking to the media and just giving guys a a jolt, as such, to try and get more out of them. I'd say probably the latter.
1: I think that what what you need to remember though is that it's not an easy job to come and play for this club. Not everyone's capable of doing it, and I think that we've got a squad where the majority are not at that bracket, and that's the big issue that he faces at the moment. Every football team has to prepare for injuries, suspensions throughout any season. There's always go- we're always going to have them. We need to make sure that the the players coming in. To to take over those positions are ready to go and, and fight and for the for the jersey, and I just don't think that we have that dig. I don't think we have that fight at the moment. And I'm even thinking about the players that we might get back soon. We might have a fully fit Dyson Maeda. We might have a fully fit Lila Bada, and Rio Hitati. Hopefully coming back soon. The pressure is on their shoulders straight away. Straight away, that's not a good thing to come back into. So how does, he bring, how does he reintroduce them? Does he do it slowly? Or does he say, I need you now? Can't afford and to. I think we, we, we think back to one game and it was the 3-0 game and Callum mm. McGregor returned and the boost that that gave the team. Mm. Rio Hadati I think, has to have that similar impact. Daisa Ameida, the same. And Abada, Abada I'm, I'm actually quite worried about his return to the team as well because I think that there's still that bit of a divide with the crowd as well.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I... I, I Really like to think Leo Labada as a Celtic player will be given us full support, but we've got to be real about it. There's a an underlying yeah. political situation, and people may have things to say. I'm not sure
0: I'm not sure yeah. how I, that's going I, to play. I don't, I don't think that's an at all. I don't think there's any way he gets any hard time. I, I hope, hope absolutely can't away from him. Not. Come back and I, nah, I really because you've got to separate the, the man from the situation as well. He's, he's a Celtic player, end of story. I'm um, Screaming for him to get back Yeah
2: uh, I'd agree with that 100% the, um, We've seen the You know you're talking about Guys coming back And how do you manage that At half time On Saturday I think a lot of us thought in Maeda would be the messiah Get Maeda back Get him on We'll see something happen And I will Excuse him because He's come back from injury he, he, That was an absolute <sighs> Mind blown performance he gave Still better than Mikey Johnson's uh, I don't know so, I don't know
0: Because it was just
2: he just wandered, Bouncing off his huh? foot Running out of the park Oh I thought he was terrible And he's just back And there was a lot of pressure On his, his shoulders But It just shows up well, That you do need to be careful How you reintroduce guys yeah. So had Leah Labada Been on the bench Or Ray Hotati Would have thrown them on at half time And mm-hmm. said Go and turn this game around And they would then Have been part of the problem In the, the fans The eyes of certain fans So It's a really tricky situation And it's, it's got to be managed correctly When these guys
0: Find themselves back available Yes But I just think it's a, a luxury we don't have, you but know. If if you if you get the option of having Rio Atati starting on the thirtieth of December, he's starting, whether I, he's ninety percent fit or seventy
1: percent fit, he's starting. Yeah. but I think that's dangerous. Of course, it is. I do, I, I, and I, I totally get where you're coming and, and from. And how did we end up here? Uh, no, I know, I know, I, absolutely. I just think it's really dangerous that we go and put a that pressure on to players that are are just not a match fit, but b they're not physically fit. And I, I generally think I'm seeing that week out of Vickers. Um, yeah. Uh, and why are we in that position? As you just said, I just, it's baffling. Yeah.
2: I mentioned uh, some worrying quotes from Brendan Rogers. There's the quote I'd mentioned now, Paddy, from Callum McGregor. And I just thought it was quite unusual to hear a, a player, let alone a captain, but any player speaking in this way. So it's a wee bit long, so bear with me, but i really keen to hear uh, both your thoughts after this. Not both of your thoughts, Paddy. I know you've got more <laughs> you than one thought. Yeah, got my plurals all. Only, t- only two Paddy Loughran's. <laughs> anyway, um, so basically Callum McGregor, he's, he's almost pleading with the board for me to to make new signings in January, which in itself is a, a crazy position. So the quote's as follows. We've got a transfer window that can help the group and I'm almost certain that needs to be a big window to help us. We need players to help the squad. I'm not talking specifics. I'm talking quality coming through the door. That can be in any position. It's the manager and those guys' job to do that. Every season when we look at it, we want to be better. We come back in off winning a treble, but how do you get better than than that you have to freshen up the place you lose 5 or 6 big players from last season so you then have to go and replace that if you want to keep on being successful you have to find a way to rejuvenate the team and find the next jotter find the next crop of players that are going to go and make you successful so that's a target for the club all the time and they're always looking like I said we're missing the quality from last season so we need to add to that I think that's obvious (laughs) reading between those lines Paddy he's effectively telling us that he can't rely on his teammates at this moment in time
1: And again, like so much that we've covered today, it's really worrying. It's worrying. But for me, I also see... I I see faith in the manager from Callum McGregor. And I see a player calling out the board for a dismal transfer window. Um, It is worrying. I think that what I'm looking at there is... Yeah, we we know that it's not going great. It answers a lot of questions for me. And he knows that what he's playing alongside. And I'd, I'd still stick to this. I do think that's pulling his performance down. I do think he's doing more running... I don't think the trust is there for those around him, and that's a that's a bad sign because he's always been a part of a, a fairly solid midfield. Um, for those players that are sitting listening to that, that are part of the squad, yeah, you need to ask yourself what what am I doing here? Am I gonna am I gonna step up and am I am I really going to go for it? I look at David Tumble, I look at Mikey Johnson, I look at Greg Taylor. You know, w- there is potential in all of them to to settle in and and grind the performances out against teams like Hearts but the interest from all three just wasn't there wasn't there they were all over the place and I just see this cream up with Taylor that he's granted this hiding situation just now where I just don't see him tracking back as much as he is and he's he's very quick to have a go at Liam Scales for covering his position yep. and I'm just like you're not you're not playing that role anymore yep. you're not playing that role you need to get back and cover Yeah. Um. so I, it's very it's interesting for McGregor but those players will know who they are.
2: I think so. He, he doesn't need to name names there. Everyone within the squad will know who's pulling their bait and who's not. But James, are you surprised to, to hear the comments from, as I said, regardless if he's captain or not, for any player to come out, and it's twofold. As I say, he's kind of calling out his teammates. And it's very unusual for a player to call out your board and say we need signings in January. Everyone thinks it, but players don't
0: generally say that. So I just thought it was quite, I thought it was fairly unique as a as a comment. I, I think we've padded up. I'm happy to hear it. Because it shows that he understands the reality of the situation. But I've never, ever, can't remember any Celtic player speaking about signings and transfer windows because, you know, it's speaking to a board situation. Never, ever uh, recall that at all. But he gets it. He's carrying the manager's message, which is good. That means the manager's message is getting through. <sighs> Maybe it's being delivered to the players and they just can't get it because they're not good enough. And we yeah. know there's enough of that going on. Um, but, you know, I, I, it's strange to hear it but I'm a little bit reassured to hear it.
2: Aye. Yeah. yeah,
1: you take something from it. It's clear
2: that Callum McGregor's taken on a lot of the responsibility
1: at this moment in time. I think so. And I think back to the summer when he got his new deal as well. And, you know, there's a reason for that new contract coming in. The expectation was is that the quality of player was going to increase, the wage bill was going to increase, and we were going to really fill the, the gaps that we had lost. And I wonder if that was promises made to him as well. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think as a, as a club, you know... He's at a very, very good age. Callum McGregor to turn around and say, hang on, I could go and get a couple of years down in the Premier League and go yep, and get, get my, my bank balance up. Yep. But the, the board have promised a manager and the board will have promised those players that sign contracts this is what we're aiming to do. And they've not fulfilled it. Yep. Yeah, Callum McGregor,
2: so 30 years of age, he's committed his, his peak years, certainly his twilight years of his playing career to Celtic Football Club. And you don't just do that on a whim. You know, it's a... It's last big contract time, isn't it? So he'll have thought long and hard, spoke to his advisors, taken time, spoke to family, whatever he does, and got those reassurances that Paddy mentioned. So I wonder, and I asked the question a week or two ago, had Brendan Rodgers been sold up up by certain people? I wonder if Callum McGregor has as well. Just to finish this section off, and I want to try and do so on a positive if we can. Um, You don't want to be negative at all times, but you've got to be real about the situation. But what can Celtic do? In the short term, to potentially turn things around, so the obvious answers potentially would be have a big cha- January window, blows away in January. Don't hold your breath, James. Uh, get the players back from injury, the Rio Hitatis, the the Lea Labadas, and others. Um, but ultimately, to see more, to see more desire, more work rate, more effort, more passion from the manager and the, and the players around him So, just in short, James, what would you like to see in the
0: the next couple of weeks? I think the manager's gone to the well as many times as he can to re-energize them, and you'll know, be angry with them at. St Johnson and then you know, we turn in our Kilmarnock and all these things. I, I really don't know, is that going to have any more effect? McGregor sounds scunnered with it as well. He's, he's done as much as he can of that. I think the only saviour here is go out and spend mad money in January. If Celtic don't sign three quality players in January, the board will get annihilated by the fans. They'll be, they'll be running the Green back, they'll be getting any fans back because there will be riot suicide. Um, it's so, so bad that they're in this situation where they're looking to save our season by having to go and spend stupid money not on projects on proven guys like I said Elrond Drago for experienced loans rather than than projects but I prefer to get experienced guys in signed I think that's the only way I can't see any other route that they can turn this around A a situation of the
2: board's own making of the board's own design and you would say on one hand Paddy they have spent the money right they've spent 20 million but so ineffectively so poorly I mean they've just You don't deserve any credit for spending 20 million If you've just frittered it away on nonsense And that's ultimately what we've got here
1: We learned our lessons from Neil Lennon um, In the the 10 in a row season Our manager, Ange Posse Cogley, Came in and said, I need to do this, that The next thing, there was nothing in place We've still not done anything And what we have done isn't good enough It's the Friends Act, it's Hmm. the sons Act It's making sure that all the boys are looked after It's embarrassing But see, even when things were going... Well under Ange mm-hmm.
0: They had to give him What he asked for In terms yeah. of players Because they had no choice They were up against the wall They're up against the wall again now But as soon as Surprise, surprise Mark and Peter Law Come back <coughs> The transfer policy Changes overnight And we start signing projects You know the, the guys that Ange's last transfer window There was just dross All over the place yeah. i trying to finish that section in a positive right. Paddy it's it?
2: backfired dramatically <laughs> uh, let's lighten the mood with the mystery Celt which this week comes from Paddy but first of all we'll give you last week's answer um, James were you Who was I was not week? here it was last week um, I'll recap the clues see if it triggers your memory so number one I joined Celtic from Feyenoord number two I was capped twice for the Netherlands and 15 times for their under 21s and clue number three after leaving Celtic I spent time on loan at Bristol City where I played alongside ex-Celt Paul Hartley Oh, I was listening, sorry Right, got you Paddy, did you get it? Evander
0: Snow The snowman, uh, snowman yeah. uh, World so, Cup uh, finalist
2: No, no, you're thinking of uh Brad um, yeah. But on that note Any quick comments on Evander Snow While Paddy digs out his
0: clues? Like Evander I mean he looked like a footballer But I don't know if he was He was, he was just an alright Big player, nothing mm. Tremendous just, It was a strange time He threatened to be a good player yeah. for
2: Celtic During Gordon's tracking time and mm. I think he played in the last 16 And, and some different things very unfortunately um, had some heart issues and ultimately forced him to retire I believe he's now coaching out in the Netherlands but good luck very to him um, yeah. could have been a could have been a contender but didn't quite work out Paddy
1: what's your clues for this week's mystery De Hope, I hope I hope, uh, I hope he's it. do you know that I'm going do to be you? nice but, I, you, do, but you don't think we, we think we will you're a nicer yeah, guy we'll than see. me Paddy we'll see we'll see um, so this player um, signed for for us from Southampton Sure, agree. Oh sure, grey mind him No, no <laughs> Okay Okay, next clue Um, He has one cap for Scotland Okay And he's got the fun fact of Retiring from football twice But coming out of retirement This to-
2: Got it, we'll get it beeped out (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll get that beeped out for anyone playing along at home That's because he's thought about that one (laughs) 100% Uh, What we'll do as always We'll post post the clues across our Twitter and Instagram pages as well To give Folk Online a chance And we'll reveal the answer in next week's show uh, what we've doing, we're doing to finish off the show this week, we're returning to the listeners' questions section. And very generally speaking, that's a feature we're now looking to have uh, regularly towards the end of the show. So if you do have a question for us, get in touch. Uh, you catch us on Twitter, Instagram, etc. You can email me directly, tino at CelticExchange.com. So this week's comes from Mazar Yusuf. He's a good friend of the show and he's um, submitted a good few questions in recent times. But he says quite simply, and I know, Paddy, you've touched on it briefly, um, but it's a very relevant topical question. If Brendan Rodgers gets anything less than maximum points in our four upcoming games before the break, so that's Levy, Dundee Rangers St Mirren, when do we start calling for action on his position as Celtic manager?
1: Um, I think it would be foolish if we if we look to change anything. Um, basically, I, I think he'll, he'll get up to the Rangers game, and if if we if we've dropped more points, I, I think it would be quite a poor decision to get rid of him, get into a trend, like a, a, a winter. Shut down, can't even speak there, guys. Sorry, um, That's how upset you are. I know the uh, <laughs> January transfer window. Aye, aye, the January transfer window, the winter break is is uh, a massive time for this group to regroup. Um, and I think it could be a bit of a mess if we go and, and get rid of him there. I think he's got to be given the opportunity with players that he wants to sign because he's not had that. Somebody
2: made the point, and I don't like to get into it, but it might have been Mazar. He sent us a fairly long email, and he was talking about people will say a manager, James, coming in needs to work with his own players, you know, to make those improvements. Philippe Clement has made an average group of players better. There, there's no getting away from it. Michael Beale was he's got the Sunderland job, by the way. But anyway, Structured. I wouldn't say better. Maybe so. He, yeah. He's got them in, playing within a system and it's improved their results and their performances. So Brendan Rodgers has come in and I would argue that he's not got his own players at this moment in time but he's not made us better on the park even with
0: the tools at his disposal. Do you see where I'm at with that? Do you think? Absolutely, see where you're at. But I, I, I would take to Parry's point there. If you've watched Rangers playing, all he's done is is, is shrunk their options and said, Look, "Don't be, don't you be doing that. Don't you just yeah. stick to your box." And he's made them a pretty boring, pretty functional, pretty physical team. And given the the wage bill that team works under, they should beat most of the rest of Scotland. So that that's all he's done. Big result in Europe, but awful. Like we wouldn't get a, a loud. To go and play that kind of football as, as, as Celtic, and they were also very weak at the back, aye, as, as well Betis, you know. So, um, no, I mean, I, I don't really see the comparison. Um, and as to why Rogers could have come in and done that limiting style of, you know, right, nothing ambitious, you just play the ball down the line, etc. etc. You could do that, but it's not going to make us better, it'll just make us harder to beat, mm-hmm. and we're, we're better than that, we can't be doing that. To Mazar's question, I think he's coming out the wrong direction. My worry is they don't back him in January and he goes. Because if I'm his agent, I'm telling him we get ready to go if he doesn't back him in January. Yeah, and I think that was one of Mazar's points. So I've, I've condensed it just to make the question quite punchy.
2: But yeah, I think he said just that as well. You know, it's, it's kind of, and a lot of folk are now saying it, it's, it's back him or sack him, isn't yeah. it, Paddy? It's, it's get fully behind this guy. So listen, <laughs> it might be a different discussion if Miff was here just now because as I say, he's got some strong viewpoints on Brendan Rodgers. I think he's a really talented coach. But there's no point in bringing in the talented coach if you're not going to support him. You might as well bring in the run-of-the-mill coach if you're just going to feed him a bag of nonsense in terms of your transfer policy. So if you're going for Brendan Rodgers and you're making him the highest paid manager in Scottish football history and you've gone to great lengths to make sure he comes back to the club after a, a questionable exit, you know, however you want to describe that, mm-hmm. then you must support him fully. And I agree, if, we, if something went wrong and we get rid of Brendan Rodgers now or around January you're then going into a transfer window to sign players for a new manager again who might play in a different style and the new players might not assume and it's a real nonsense if and, that
1: comes out. And that's if we get a manager in place. I generally can't see anyone that's going to come and try and take over. that. Like they would want to maybe think about it in the summer. Mm. I don't see anyone coming in in January. The team's a mess. I, I think that we we have enough about us to go and and definitely win three out of the four the game against them is massive I think that we, we're, we're going to need to play it at our best with the, the players that we have to try and get a result in that game I don't, I, I've, I've still got a few friends that are thinking that you know we'll we'll, we'll still beat Rangers on the 30th I don't think we're anywhere near knowing, knowing what team we'll have and I just don't think we comment on that I think it's one game at a time
2: yeah I'm going to comment I think we beat them <laughs> I, don't, I think we beat uh, them in I the think we beat them
1: I think the momentum is with them at the moment and we need to respect that It's, it's the
2: manager It's a great point Momentum is huge in football and they'll get the bounce from winning the League Cup and celebrate like it's a European Cup on top of the Superstore <laughs> yeah. tin pot call it what you like um, but I think Celtic on, on any day this, so this season they've, they've proven that when they get their act together and specific individual games they can go and do the business they've done it at Ibrox they beat Feyenoord for a couple of other big results 1-8 Pataudry all that kind of stuff and I've no doubt that Brendan Rodgers can get them focused for this one game it's the bigger picture it's the it's dropping points at Hearts, it's dropping points at Kilmarnock it's dropping points at St John's Hibbs. you know th- these failings that we've had so far this season on a one-off game and this is huge I think you'll have them absolutely tuned in for that game which might again paper over some cracks but I, I'm not fearful. A lot of folk are really terrified for this game. Can't wait
1: for I'm it. not terrified. I think we'll hey, still have. I I'm, wasn't saying you. Aye, all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll still have a bit of. A, a, we'll definitely have our chances in this game. I'm not denying that at all. But what I would ask you do you feel that that start of 11 in Saturday goes and beats them? Or finishing
2: 11? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I mean, you couldn't be convinced of that. Yeah. Um. It's just so disjointed just now. Awata in and out. Bernabe in the squad. I thought There's, there's a lot at play. I would just like to think that there'll be a real focus this week on regrouping and pressing the reset button at Linux. And I'd love to see what the chats were, you know, this morning at training or tomorrow morning or whenever they get as a group, there, there must have been some sort of team meeting. You can't let that kind of stuff drift and just go back into training as normal. You need to pull them into the meeting room and say, all right, listen, this is where we're at. This is what we're doing moving forward. Here's a couple of issues. Let's iron them out and let's start again, clean slate. You've, you've got to do something like that. And I'd just like to think they'd get his tuned in. Paddy, you're absolutely right, though. He's got to take it one game at a time. We can look forward and we can speculate about the 30th and other games. Brendan Rodgers must be saying to that group, you've got a game coming up against Livingston on Saturday. That is your only focus. Get tuned in for this one. Get your head right. Get right physically and get the three points there. And then we can worry about Dundee and Boxing Day. And only then can we turn
0: the attentions to the 30th. Yeah, you've got to bear in mind the first loving that starts against Liv at the weekend will be. Nine or ten, if not eleven out of eleven of guys who took us to eight points clear at the top of the league, you know. So you know, without games in hand, so there's there's more panic than is necessary. Even something like a water starting on Saturday would have made a big difference because that was starting to click, mm-hmm. and that going out pulls McGregor back, creates more dysfunction and lack of cohesion and all that stuff. So I think getting a water back is is a, a real target, and I don't know where he's at. We're not really hearing much in terms of that. Particular injury But The players that you can put in Saturday Can obviously do the job They're living or fighting for their lives By the way So You know this One they'll be throwing the kitchen sink at A very physical game um, And that's A game we don't like Any set piece Any long ball Any throw in Is panic stations for us And I just Don't know I mean this is like This is like what um Lennon was like in Covid season Aimed to get a ball a free kick in the halfway line We're panicked yeah. in particular yeah. and scored from it yeah I can I can see it right now <laughs> terrifying sitting, sitting on a Tuesday night watching an empty Celtic park Celtic
2: getting beat um, Paddy James made the comment there and this is something that it's got to go both ways there's people crying for Brendan Rodgers to lose his job because he's blown an 8 point lead he got the 8 point lead so you need to they both go hand in hand you can't have one without the other so it's the same manager that showed that he can take his Away at the top of the table albeit within a sticky couple of weeks there so there's a couple of things at play there
1: there is he's not innocent I'm not I don't think any any fan would say that Um, but I think that he's he's working with what he's got at the moment Um, and this is this is where he earns his money this is exactly where he earns his money do I think he's up to the task? absolutely look at the amount of domestic trophies the guy one ways I think he's a very good manager and I think we're very quick to forget that I think it's too easy to say get rid I really do but sometimes you've also got to look at what was happening across the way. It was manager after manager after manager. And actually, a lot of the time, it was their players. It was their players that were the, were the issue. And I kind of think this is where the squad is sitting at the moment. I think that that really needs to to be taken into consideration. He needs to get it right, though. Yeah. Ultimately, though, Paddy, it sounds like, certainly at this moment in time, he's he's the man for
2: you. He's the man for the job. And, and yeah. I'm, I'm on the same page, James, Again. Absolutely, he's the
0: the man to to stay for now. Um, I wonder if it's inevitable because it's Celtic's dysfunction writ large that uh, Dermot Desmond overstretches, overreaches, choppers in rogers, and says that's your manager to, to Michael Nicholson despite that might not have been his choice, it might not have been the board's unanimous choice but you're getting him anyway because I'm Dermot Desmond and that's that. But then you've got execs who've got to work with them every day and they're going, I don't really want to work with this guy, I don't really want to give him my full backing. And you get that lack of cohesion, starting at the top, breathing through the management team, breathing into the team. So I think unless something seriously structural changes at Celtic exec level, we're going to end up with a different manager anyway. Whether it's January, end of season, middle of next season, whatever, it can't go on. With the lack of cohesion between the board and the manager It's got to change, it's got to change Monday, today, now We
2: are seeing the same friction that S- we've seen with Brendan same. Rodgers and the people last time around
0: But I think, you know, ultimately in terms of
2: backing Brendan Rodgers It's it's three for three here Miff will be screaming <laughs> at his radio <laughs> Listener's question from iPhone, whatever from, he listens from, in From <laughs> question. <laughs> so we'll see But no, thanks to myself my for question As I say, um always keen to cover any listeners' questions And we're going to do more of that in the weeks ahead, so be sure to get in touch. Tino at the CelticExchange.com or he will catch us on the socials. Paddy, uh the hour is just about done. So your final comments for the week?
1: Yeah, I think um as I, I kind of said there, it's is a game at a time for this team just now. Um they've they all been hurting. I think that those that um those that were playing on Saturday will have definitely have noticed the, the noises coming from the stands. Um that affects players. But I think that, that it was warranted after the performance, the first half performance especially. Um we, we need to get this sorted quickly. Um and it's time for people to step up. It's not just our manager that can come out and say this. It's not just our, our captain. Um there's voices in that dressing room and they need to they need to start speaking up and need to start playing as a team again. Yeah, yeah, we need that unity, don't we? James, final word of the week goes to yourself.
0: Yeah, unity is key for me starting on, on Saturday um, and you know it's not going to be a, a born end of the season as there's a title race on their hands now so look forward to January when we absolutely must get those players signed and if not I look forward to being in the car park with my fellow fans <laughs> <laughs> uh, Give me the born end of the season all day long I'll take the,
2: the 12 point coasting into victory However, we we'll need to see how it goes So that wraps things up on this latest episode of the Celtic Exchange Weekly Thanks to James and Paddy for joining me and our thanks to you for tuning in We'll be back on Friday with the count at the kickoff ahead of Saturday's game with Livy. And don't forget to follow on reviews wherever you get your podcasts and to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. But in the meantime, as always, thanks for supporting the Celtic Exchange and we'll see you soon.
0: work.